Before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this content is intended for general purposes only and should not be used to substitute professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical service practitioner based on your unique needs. Hi everyone, this is Kelly, your nutritional nerd, bringing you the health news you want to hear for the week of June 15th, 2020. This week, I am super excited. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series that I'm launching about life after a traumatic brain injury. This is uh, quite timely as it coincides with Brain Injury Awareness Month here in Canada. And my first guest on this series is a Kamloops native who attained TBI years ago, but like many other TBI survivors, still struggles daily. So without further ado, I'd like you to meet Maggie and hear her story of survival. Hi, Maggie. Welcome. Would you please introduce yourself? Okay. So my name is Maggie Doucette. I live in Kamloops, BC, and I'm a social media marketer and bookkeeper. Okay. Nice. Now, what did you do um, before your TBI? Um, and what kind of a person would you say you were? So before my TBI, I was actually a registered carry. Um, I finished that schooling basically right out of high school. And then kind of the type of person I was, I was super, super outgoing. And I was athletic and I was just like, just happy go, happy go lucky kind of unstoppable basically right yeah okay and then what happened what changed that um so of course my tbi Mm -hmm. um and then it's not your typical tbi you think maybe from sports or something i actually was in a water sliding accident Mm -hmm. um quite different um so it's this water slide that's kind of like a river raft and you're on tubes and you're um kind of going down different levels at different paces, but um, what they do is send multiple people after one another. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you're supposed to kind of wait on a water slide and I guess not on this one. So they sent a a bigger lady compared to me um, after me. And what had happened is her tube collided with mine and I went flying out of my tube and I ended up, down at the very end of the water slide and I hit the occipital back area of my head and then when I did that I also heard um, my neck crack as well so it's quite crazy and I didn't um, I didn't get knocked out or anything I actually got up and walked out I think I was kind of in shock of what had happened Mm -hmm. so yeah wow and how how long ago when did that happen so that is actually going to be six years ago this July long weekend. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So what, uh, what kind of um, symptoms did you experience? That, following well, that? So I had the headaches, which eventually turned into chronic migraines. Mm-hmm. I had the dizziness along with the dizziness was the nausea. I had some vomiting and then I had the chronic neck pain And then I had the fatigue and just basically just a 
a shell of a human kind of. Yeah. Wow. How long did, uh, did all of that last? That lasted for, I'd say a solid three years. Um, I feel my body kind of got used to like the nausea and dizziness. Mm. Um, so it didn't bother me as much as like the migraines and the neck pain and stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That must've made it pretty difficult to continue on with your regular life. I basically didn't have a regular life. I was a couch potato unemployed living in my parents' house kind of thing. Wow. And what kind of things did you try or treatments um, did you attempt? So I saw any kind of specialist you can think of. I saw an internist, um, a rheumatologist, a neurologist. I tried physiotherapy, massage therapy. I tried acupuncture as well as IMS. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else did I try? Oh, I tried Botox injections, actually, in my face and my neck for oh, yeah. the migraines. Mm-hmm. And that was, in terms of, for me, it was a waste of $700 because it didn't help. And then, yeah. So then I finally um, saw a naturopathic doctor. Okay. Yeah. Good. And what was the what was the tipping point or the thing that actually started to help you see improvement? So when I went to see the naturopathic doctor, she we really kind of focused in on my diet at first. Mm-hmm. So we went to an anti-inflammatory diet. So we got rid of the gluten, the dairy, the sugars, mm-hmm. and a lot of like the nightshade vegetables. So like the potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, and that kind of stuff. Um, I was predominantly gluten and dairy free prior to seeing her, mm-hmm. but I would have like these cheat days, a lot of cheat days. Yeah. And then, so, yeah, so we strictly cut that out and then like a lot of vitamins and omegas cause I, I don't like fish. So she's like, okay, you really need to be on omega then. So then yeah. put me on omega, vitamin D, B12, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, which kind of helped for I'd say about six months Mm -hmm. and then I kind of had a relapse again um, with the pain and the like the fatigue and the neck pain and stuff so then um, we were like okay what else can we do and uh, that's when she suggested a a low dose naltrexone Mm -hmm. so at high doses um, it's used to help with opioid dependency but proven at low doses to help people like me with the chronic pain and the chronic migraines and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's basically kind of given me my life back, I guess. Wow. Very nice. And are you still taking it? Yeah. Yeah. So about six milligrams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And did you, did that enable you to return to work? Basically? Yeah. So, um, I still can't do any, physically demanding jobs. So sadly, I couldn't go back to being a registered carry. Mm-hmm. So I went and got my bookkeeping diploma. And um, then basically, for about three years now, I've, I've been basically full time. Awesome. And are you still experiencing any challenges with uh, oh, at work? Basically, yeah, daily um, are my challenges. I actually 
due to the COVID-19, got laid off from work mm-hmm. and decided to start up my own business. So now I'm actually 100% self-employed and working from home. Very nice. Which when I experience, like when I'm having my bad days, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to be working and I'm, when I'm at home. So mm-hmm. Awesome. So what symptoms do you still struggle with? So I really struggle with the neck pain um, still and um, the migraines and most definitely the fatigue. Um, but I do notice that this, it's like correlated kind of with my, my mental health. So if my mental health is like not good, my, my physical health will react along with that and kind of vice versa. Mm-hmm. Cause of course, if I'm not feeling well physically, I'm mentally, I'm kind of, you know, sad or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, and it's definitely that's common it seems across the board that lots of people who struggle with a TBI it doesn't just kind of go away after a week or two but you're still constantly having to deal with everything and then of course when you're in chronic pain and chronic fatigue very easy to bring yourself down and just kind of feel like you're in a fog and wonder when is this going to be over? Right. It's, yeah. And, and it's since the TBI, debilitating. I, have, I have been diagnosed as well with um, the fibromyalgia. Uh, okay. um, which I believe fibromyalgia kind of stems from either emotional or some sort of physical trauma, like a TBI. Right. Wow. So what, what would you say is different in your life now compared to before? That's a really good thing. So Mm -hmm. obviously like it's just completely different. Like I said, um, prior to my TDI, I was kind of just like unstoppable. Go, go, go. Mm -hmm. I can't do that anymore. Um, even on my good days, if I push too hard, I'll pay for it later. My body will be like, hmm, you thought you could do that, yeah. but you couldn't. So here you are, tired, not being able to do things for a few days after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, mentally, emotionally, it's it's have good days and have bad days, of course, mm-hmm. which correlates with my physical and vice versa. Um, and then, like... Um, I also started seeing a counselor, which really helped. Um, for the first few years after my accident, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't need to see a counselor. What are they going to do for me? And yeah. I just was totally against it. Um, but then like back in October of 2019, so not that long ago is, mm-hmm. is when I was like, okay, I, sh- I should go see somebody. Mm-hmm. So. I started seeing a counselor, which has really helped as well. Very good. Awesome. Um, So we already kind of alluded to this, but uh, definitely not the same person that you were before, right? No. No. Have Have you kind of started to come to terms with how your life has veered off course from what you would have expected or hoped for yourself? I mean, like, my goal in life, I wanted to, I was a registered carry, but my goal was to become a pediatric nurse. Um, and then here I am. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And 
now I'm sitting at a desk all day, basically, right. which I did not see that that for myself whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm still. I don't think I'm 100% over the grieving process of who I was, mm-hmm. and I don't. I haven't 100% accepted of my life now. Right. Um, but as the days go on and like years pass, I kind of like get used to it and mm-hmm. kind of get used to the new normal for me, kind of. Right. Yeah. 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 That grieving process is definitely a challenge. Definitely. It's definitely a challenge, and of course, like I thought I could do it on my own, but um, mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta get out of your own head and, and ask for some help. So, yeah, which can also be hard, especially if oh. you were a person who was used to doing everything yourself and taking on the yeah. world. And yeah, that can definitely, yeah. definitely. For, for years, my mom had to help me with everything my laundry, cooking me food. Sometimes she had to blow dry my hair because I was just too tired to have my hands above my head for that long and right. stuff. So, oh, wow. um, so do you think that your um, TBI has changed you in other ways? Like, do you think differently about uh, where you go, the people you hang around with, uh, the food you eat, different things like that? Totally. Yeah. So like I said, in terms of the diet, mm-hmm. predominantly gluten-free, dairy-free kind of, sugar-free um I wouldn't say like I think about the things I buy I just kind of think about what I'm putting in my body Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it changes the places I go um more or less it changes what I would do so say so say I go to a water slide park again yeah you won't catch me on a water slide (laughs) I'll probably be hanging out in the hot tub or something right right because it's just it's not worth it Absolutely. and thing, things like I don't know water sports or anything to do with the potential of hitting my head again so very important to try to avoid right yeah uh, what about places that tend to be loud or busy with lots of people around does that affect you most definitely so prior to my TBI I that didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I was I was the loud one in the room. I was the one talking, yelling, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, I'm just I'm a total introvert. And then, um, yeah, loud loud restaurants are tough for me. Concerts mm-hmm. are tough. Any any large loud gatherings are yeah. Right. I I try I try to avoid, but it's you know yeah. Um, and how have your friends and family reacted to you? Do they, have they been supportive and comforting in there for you? Well, obviously your mom was. Yeah. Um, so my parents were 100% my, my number one supporters mm-hmm. throughout all of this. And they still are. Um, I'm very honest. I have lost a lot of friends mm-hmm. due to it. And some of my relationships with my family members have have strained because of this as well yeah um any ideas why you think that might be um i think mostly it's just because they just don't understand it um the biggest thing with tbis is people can't see it 
if they can't physically see what's wrong with you, they don't have even the empathy for it. Right. Not necessarily sympathy because it's very hard to sympathize with somebody with a TBI, but they don't have that empathy. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Well, um, that kind of leads to my next question is what would you like other people to know about TBIs or how to deal with someone who has a TBI? What advice would you give people? That's a really good question. The um, biggest thing is just kind of be patient. Like, be patient with us. Like, I obviously aren't, I'm not in the group that they're trying to learn how to talk again or walk again. But sometimes people are after their TBIs. So you just, you kind of, you know, you've got to be patient with us because we're kind of learning how to navigate life again. Mm. Because, like, we're not operating on 100% all of our cylinders sometimes because sometimes we're just too tired. But, yeah, so be patient with us. Um, A lot of times I used to get, well, you look fine. Yeah. Okay, please don't say that to us. <laughs> yes. Because, of course, we look totally fine. Mm-hmm. Because your brain's inside your, inside your body. Right. Um, I mean, if I could show somebody what it was like physically, I could. Mm-hmm. But I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Good points. Um, yeah. And then what about... What if someone has just sustained a TBI themselves? Hopefully not, but it's going to happen. It does every single day. Um, But what advice would you give to that person moving forward? Uh, Go go see a doctor right away. Go to the hospital Mm -hmm. um, by mistake. uh, And I don't know if anything would have changed for me. Mm -hmm. Is I didn't go see a doctor till about a week later when the headaches wouldn't stop. Right. Right. Whereas after my accident, I basically should have just gone straight to the emergency room, mm-hmm. whether I thought it was bad at the time or not. Right. Right. So that's, that's one of the biggest things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sleep. And when I got home from the water slide, my parents kept me up. Yeah. Basically into the night because of the whole, okay, if you, if you have a concussion, you can't sleep because if you sleep, you might not wake up. Right. That kind of, you know, that kind of, that myth mm-hmm. that is out there yeah. kind of on concussions. But actually nowadays they are suggesting that you sleep mm-hmm. when you, when you sustain a, um, a brain injury. So really go to sleep. <laughs> Right. Take a nap or something, right. but not, not before you see a doctor. That's for sure. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And then, um, there was this medication, of course, that I was trying, of course, I tried all the, the Advil's, the Tylenol's and stuff. Um, but it's an over the counter at a drugstore. It's called Mersendol. Mm-hmm. So it's like a codeine mixed with a ibuprofen kind of thing. Don't take that. Um, I took it because I was just in agony in terms of the pain and migraines. I honestly did not learn until about a month or so ago. The label says not to take if you sustain any brain injury. 
Okay. But of course, back then, I didn't care to read the label because it helped me. Mm -hmm. So who knows what I've made worse for myself by taking that. But yeah. Right. Well, hopefully that didn't have a negative impact on you. Yeah. Good. And is there anything else that you'd like to add or like to say? I mean, in terms of if you've, you've suffered with a brain injury, you just, you got to be patient with yourself. Mm. You basically, it's upsetting. Yeah. And you might not be able to do the things you can do or you used to be able to do. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But you might get there. Like, since being on the LBN, I'm now able to do physical activity, maybe not as much as I used to, nonstop, but I can now. Um, and then just surround yourself with people that actually truly 100% care about you and, and like have that empathy towards what you went through and kind of what you deal with kind of daily. Um, as crappy as it is to lose friends or even family, you know, kind of got to pick pick and choose the people there, I guess. Right. And, um, what about your outlook? Like, do you find, um, yourself struggling to try to stay positive and moving forward? Um... Most definitely for a solid couple years after my accident, I, very honestly, I didn't think I wanted to continue. Because mm. um, it's it's tough. Your life is completely different. You go from being super athletic nonstop to being a couch potato for years. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. But now it's it's really easy to, to kind of stay positive. If I have a bad day, then... I just, I kind of see it as that. It's one bad day. It's not my entire life anymore. Right. So I kind of try to see the positivity. And it's a lot easier for me now because it's, well, it's been six years. Yeah. So basically kind of, I guess, practice makes perfect there. Yeah. And, and really getting that, getting that help from someone else is, is a lot helpful too. Because... Mm-hmm. Um, you do have your family and friends that you can lean on, but sometimes you need that non-biased kind of input. Right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much for your time and answering these questions for me. And it's very interesting for me, from my perspective as well, mm-hmm. um, because of my personal story in that my husband sustained a brain injury, which almost everything you said uh, mimicked the things that he went through and the things that he experienced and still goes through um, every day, years later. And so your story, um, as unfortunate as it was that this happened to you, you know, know that there's a whole community of people out there who are dealing with the same things that you are and going through Mm -hmm. this. And so getting that story out and helping other people who haven't experienced this realize what um, of a big impact it has on not only you, but 
your whole family and oh. all of your connections and your job and your life and everything yeah. that you um, had thought you knew about yourself has completely changed. And so just um, educating other people on all of these different things and how that yeah. has changed is very important. So I, I sincerely appreciate your time um, in yeah. doing this for me. And thanks very much for sharing your story. I, I know it must still be pretty hard to talk about at times and very emotional. So um, it is tough to talk about, but I mean, every single time I do, I kind of feel like I'm that much closer to kind of exiting the grieving of my old self and old life kind of thing. Right. That healing yeah, piece is so important. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All hmm. right. So any, any final uh, words? Um, nope. I mean, um, regarding your husband I mean it's kind of it's a small world and, yeah. and running into somebody that knows somebody very closely that has also suffered a TBI and has struggled with the same things that I do mm-hmm. I mean TBIs are all how they happen are also different and even how people experience it can be so similar mm-hmm. like between me and your husband but they can also be worlds apart right Right. But just to know that, like, you aren't alone out there. Like, there's tons of us out, out in this world. Un- unfortunately, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then to be able to kind of share my personal story and what I have tried or what has not worked for me might work for somebody else. But what has worked for somebody else might not work for me kind of thing. And it's just kind of nice to be able to get that out there so that someone else doesn't feel alone or even if they wanted to contact me whatever like it's just it's nice to be able to kind of just get it out there for sure awesome and if somebody did want to um reach out or contact you would you be comfortable in sharing your personal information or um, totally yeah i mean they can contact me um I guess easiest way is through my Instagram, which I believe you have. Um, there's my Facebook as well, if they wanted to. But yeah, totally. Okay, thanks. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. I much appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. All right. And. Um...